little salsa action. You hear that 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 little shake in the background? That's Paul Aspen. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Video. Uh, it's a visual I didn't need. No, yeah. No, it's. <laughs> I, I, the There's Paul Aspen Holiday Originals are uh, keeping us going here on BetQL Daily today, presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack in for Ed Egros alongside Joe and Aaron. Uh, getting you through the Week 16 slate, uh, Lions, Vikings, Packers, Panthers, Cardinals, Bears, all on the way in a couple of minutes. Two-minute drill later as well. Before we get you our lightning bets, we bring in our friend from 4 for 4 and Betsparts, John Daigle. Happy holidays, John. Good to see your face again, my friend. Good to hear your voice. And um, you're welcome to join our little acoustic jam band for the holidays. Next time we get a drum circle going, um, you're, you're invited. I, I lived in Amarillo, Texas for some time, and it's more of a Spanish community, so I can do the cumbia. But the salsa, it's like too erotic for my hips. I can't quite do that. I'll work on it, though. <laughs> I think the ladies would like you. that. Yeah. I'll do my best. <laughs> <Wouldn't they? laughs> Man. All right. So, look, we're at, we're at the point in the season, final stretch, with teams that have stuff on the line as far as player prop-wise or just fantasy-wise for people that, that reach their semifinals – do you have a different mindset as far as what you expect out of guys, guys that are close? Do you expect them to be out there? And if they do play, if they're getting limited work in throughout the week, are you willing to back them in player props to go over? Or are you a little suspect? Like, look, maybe it's going to be more of a decoy. Um, and are any names that, that you've been watching, keeping a close eye on with these injury reports uh, come to mind when it, when it comes to that, those injuries and prop bets and all that. I'm still suspect about incentives, and it's been something that mm. we saw reverse the trend last year in particular, where nothing went right for everyone chasing props based solely on contract incentives. And honestly, we've seen that the last couple of years in the preseason too, how everyone still cites that preseason usage is important for whatever we do, uh, nailing formations and personnel coming out of their the preseason games, uh, player props and whatnot, because of how the league's extended, how rosters now are 90 men all the way down to the final cutdown day. And so teams are now just toying with their personnel, and you don't really get the actual uses that they come into the regular season with. So I think it's something we could probably extend ourselves too far and end up with some thin bets if we chase it. Having said that, there are a couple things, like Puka Nakua, for instance, for I believe I saw this morning that he's 126 yards shy of the all-time rookie record. And if that's the case, yeah. you can see the Rams definitely chasing that one. And that's obviously gettable in one game. But Tom Brady really spoiled us, though, with all the incentives because he was really the only one to ever go out and hammer Gronk, hammer Antonio Brown for those extra like five-plus catches to make sure they got their contract bonuses kicked in. Yeah, good point. Well, since it is the week of Christmas, what is your mm -hmm. favorite prop on the board this weekend? I know some aren't listed, but uh, do you have one that you have your eye on? I do, and a couple favorites, but two of my favorites are wide receivers, and let's start with Terry McLaurin under 48 and a half receiving yards, because I am someone who... Like a lot of people in fantasy, I'm doing sabotage drops where I'm dropping players that I want my opponent to start. 
And Terry McLaurin is someone who has practically wow. no player props for fantasy. He's been useless for a month now. Over his last four games prior to last week, he had 50, 0, 43, and 33 receiving yards. And this past week even, he had three catches and only 48 yards until Jacoby Brissett came off the bench the last two drives. And that's when Brissett hammered him for three catches, nine yards, and a touchdown. Uh, it's just not happening right now. And now he's going to run a majority of his routes against this terrifying DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner defense secondary for the Jets. So definitely on McLaurin under. And then a sneakier one that maybe people are on given his performance last week. But I think Chris Godwin is actually coming around this time of year. He's the healthiest he's looked since he has recovered from his torn ACL. And now the last two weeks he's seen, we've seen that he's had a 41% target share to Mike Evans' 21%. Not only that, but the Jags are playing zone coverage at the fourth highest rate in the league. And against zone, Godwin has matched Evans in being targeted uh, for a 25% target share on his routes against that scheme. So honestly, the, the opportunity is opening wide for Godwin in this game. And that's one of my favorite bets too. Not only Godwin over his receiving yards and any time touchdown as well, even though he has one on the year. I also like the Bucks to cover and I like the over in that game because the Bucks defense has been just so atrocious since they returned from their bye, week six on, a span of 10 games, that I truly think even C.J. Beathard with Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram can get there in this game. So over 42, 42 and a half, whatever it is right now, I still think is far too low of a number. Baker Mayfield then, John, 235 and a half. Are we on that as well over? We are because Jaguars secondary as well since week 10, when they returned to their bye, have been atrocious. Three different quarterbacks have gone over 300 yards. It would have been four if Brock Purdy didn't get benched with 296 because all they did was come out and road grade Jacksonville and put Sam Darnold in in the fourth quarter. And two of the other quarterbacks to go over 300 were Jake Browning and Joe Flacco against them. So we've seen that Jacksonville has no pass rush and their secondary is struggling immensely with Baker not only playing for comeback player of the year, albeit a long shot, but also the Bucks <laughs> now with an 80% chance to make the playoffs. The schedule rollout's great for them. Not only Jacksonville this week, but they get to host the Saints next week and then get Bryce Young in Week 18 to sneak into the postseason. So, sure, we are on Baker over as well. Uh, you're messing with Paul Aspen, our producer, by throwing out any other name that's not DeMar Hamlin for Comeback Player of the yeah. Year. Last night, Stafford was messing with him. A lot of people talking up uh, Baker right now. It's interesting. All right, you threw out Tampa Bay as a side that you like this week. Give me uh, another NFL side for Week 16. It is not going to be popular, but I am on the under in the Cowboys and Dolphins game because oh. schematically, I don't think the offenses match up well with one another. Um, it's something I hammered home last week in being on the under in Bills, Cowboys as well. And quietly last week, although Josh Allen only had seven completions, the Bills ran the ball at the league's highest rate in the entire league last week. Um, we saw that he was still under pressure on 50% of his dropbacks. And as we know, Tua is an entirely different quarterback when he's under pressure this year, literally 30th in completion rate in the entire league. And so I think the passing game, especially because we don't know the extent of Tyreek Hill, if he's going to be at full strength, I think the passing game could struggle. struggle. And although they probably will have success on the ground, and Devon A. Chan's six full appearances this year, the Dolphins are the only team averaging over six yards per carry. 
The issue is that their offensive line issues are still very concerning. Even last week, Raheem Mostert got there for with touchdowns, but averaged less than four yards per carry. It was practically running into his center's ass every single time he got the ball. <laughs> So I, I just schematically even for the Cowboys too against this pass defense that you look at every number, I understand their schedule has been really easy since Jalen Ramsey returned in week eight. But even in that time, the fact that the Dolphins secondary is first in EPA per play, first in EPA per drop back, limiting opposing offenses to the fewest yards per play in the league, like it's they're the real, honestly. So uh, I worry about the total in that game for sure. Just when you think you've opened all of your presents, Santa is bringing us another gift. Christmas night, Ravens at Niners. This spread at five, five and a half. What do you like here? Side total props. What do you have your eye on? It would be the over. My lean in the line is the 49ers, but honestly, it's so volatile because Lamar Jackson, we haven't even seen him at full strength. It's kind of like the Cowboys defense last week. We They've been in such wonky game scripts all year that really we haven't seen an opponent just drown them out. Although now we know that when the Cowboys look bad, they look bad. Like this, that game against the 49ers and the Bills just disappeared entirely. But it's the same thing for Lamar Jackson. We just haven't seen him really pushed at all. Um, but now we think the juggernaut offense of the 49ers, despite the Ravens' historical success so far on defense, they can move the ball here. And I think both offenses won't have any issues moving the ball since we know that play calling can trump any defense you throw out. So the over for me is in play in that one. Again, I lean the 49ers, but I don't have a bet on that one just yet. I'm waiting to see if the line come down at all, because I really think we may get a four and a half out there somewhere by Monday. John Daigle, four for four, and Betsparks with us on BetQL Daily. We just got done talking about Raiders Chiefs a few minutes before you jumped on, John. Why? Because uh, <laughs> I'm not convinced that the Chiefs have proven anything. They beat New England. Sure. Congratulations. You're... It, the Chiefs, for me, are exactly what the Dolphins and the Cowboys are, but with a pop star girlfriend. They they haven't beaten anybody. You know, Two of their nine wins uh, against teams with winning records. But as I look at the three big spreads of the week, whether it's Kansas City by 10, whether it's Buffalo by 12, 12 and a half, uh, Philly by 13 and a half, um, are any of these anything more than – just one side or don't touch is there is there any reason to believe uh in one side really strongly in any of these three games given the spreads i i would like to i have looked at the chargers plus 12 and a half i have not put my own hard-earned dollars on it just yet i think because i'm still terrified especially because the defense is really what's been so atrocious and i don't know how they turn around overnight even under Giff Smith, who I didn't realize was a human being on this earth until he was named interim coach. But I haven't got there just yet. Uh, it does seem, though, that the market is probably, probably, maybe not, but probably overreacted to the Bills, again, just trouncing the Cowboys in the mm-hmm. best possible spot for Buffalo. Uh, it's probably too big of a number, but again, I'm still trying to get there mentally. I don't know if I want to go into the holidays with money on the Chargers to start off for that, that weekend. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I probably will. What What about the other uh, Saturday game, Bengals and Steelers? Are you doing anything there, prop side total? The only other one would be Jalen Warren over rushing and receiving combined because 
not only have the Bengals been a miserable rush defense all year, allowing the highest rate of explosive carries, but now DJ Reader is arguably one of, if not the best, run-stuffing nose tackle in the entire league. And whenever he came off the field last week, uh, the opposing offense, the Vikings, averaged five and a half yards per carry. That's an offense, even with Ty Chandler, that has struggled to run the ball all year. And they made it look so simple whenever Reader got injured. And so with Mason Rudolph under center, I would imagine the Steelers do lean on their running back slightly more. Thus, I would like to be on, whether it's negative game script or not, I think Jalen Warren, obviously the more explosive back of the two between he and Najee Harris. So Warren rushing, receiving combined. Last I looked at BetMGM, I believe it was at 68 and a half. Uh, I think we can easily get there in this game. There's some tighter spreads on the board for this weekend. Uh, Any other game that stands out to you where you have a play that we haven't asked you about? I'm also on the over on the Lions-Vikings game. It is a fun environment, a good environment for an over indoors for both offenses. But really, it's about the construct of the Lions offense because it's technically a tough matchup on paper given how great, honestly, Minnesota's defense has been. But at the same time, we've seen... Uh, The Lions, even a couple weeks ago against the Bears, that are quite literally the best run defense in the league, both Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery averaged over six yards per carry. And I think it's just because of the way the Lions' offensive line and play calling is schemed uh, how elite both are. So I don't think the Lions will have any issue moving the ball. On the other side, we've seen everyone have success against this Lions defense. Jordan Love on Thanksgiving. The last two weeks even, Justin Fields and Russell Wilson got there on the ground. And Nick Mullins... Like, yes, he could get benched on Sunday, and no one would be surprised. Uh, We watched that game. Like Case Keenum, they both got away with it in in really big ways. But Mullen still went over 300 yards. He still provided six carries on the ground. And the fact that they just have elite offensive talent everywhere, even Justin Jefferson, didn't get there as much as Jordan Addison, but was hammered with 31% of the team's targets, was clearly back at full strength. Um, There's enough good, great players here in this game that I think the over gets there too. John Dagla, four for four, and Betsparts, good luck with the sabotage drops in fantasy. I love that this weekend. And thanks for everything on week 16. As always, we appreciate the time, John. Of course. And also, I didn't touch on it, but quickly, Isaiah Likely on Monday night, if you need to help pay for those extra gifts, over 35 and a half receiving yards. Led Ravens and targets <laughs> the last three games without Mark Andrews. And then 49ers have actually been beaten up by tight ends going back to week 11. Kate Otten, the Seahawks room, and then Trey McBride last week at 100. Even uh, Elijah Higgins, who no one's heard of, got the 44 yards against them. Good call. I like it. Great stuff. Thanks as always, John. Happy holidays, man. Enjoy the weekend. Good luck the rest of the way and happy holidays to everyone too. We appreciate it. Uh, the, the only question I have after talking to John is, is is it GIF Smith or Jif Smith? I don't know. It's the age-old question. Is it GIF or Jif, guys? I don't know. I, I have no idea. We're going to know set. Well, I still maybe say not. GIF. Well, no. GIF. I, go GIF? With I don't too. know. I can't do the GIF. I think of peanut butter. With GIF the is GIF. peanut butter. Exactly. Can't do yeah. it. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's Beck UL Daily. A bad name. We're going to go. It is, it is now. Yes. We're going with GIF, whether he likes it or not. Alongside Joe Ostrowski <laughs> and Aaron Hawksworth, Chris Mack, in for Ed Egros. Oh, yeah, we got some spots for you in the NFC playoff race. We start with Lions-Vikings next, right here on BetQL Daily.
everybody, this is Ryan Horvath from BetMGM Tonight, and as the year comes to a close and we welcome a new year, we would like to thank you for your support throughout 2023. Thanks for being a part of the BetQL family. this this is this is like a home alone style vibe i picture yes little macaulay calkin running through the streets joe pesci and daniel stern slipping on little micro machines and busting their rear end on the stairs yeah this have is, you watched this, home alone this year yet uh my son watches it about three times a day he's at the age okay. where it, like when you're 10 years old i think every oh, I 10 know. year old boy identifies yep. with macaulay calkin like Oh, if somebody breaks into the house, yeah, I'll I'll show them. Watch this, and they think they're gonna booby trap the house, and um, yeah. So yeah, Home Alone is entirely too popular in our home, Joe. It stands up. D- does he make does. you go back to New York in number two? Like, there's that <laughs> occasionally, occasionally. <laughs> that oh, you sprinkle that one in. Okay, I haven't watched it, gets- it yet this year. Same thing. They, but they apparently all week. I mean, these kids are beyond anything that I've already learned in my entire life at this point. But like all they've been doing is watching Christmas movies every day. Like they come back, like I watch this, I watch that. I'm like, are you guys doing any work all week? Teachers no. are like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Home alone They're one, home alone two. Yeah. At the younger ages, it's some other movies. I forgot what they were watching yesterday. Here's elf yeah. kids. Uh, no homework today. Elf. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I would do that. Where can right? you find oh. Home Alone? Like, I'm just not trying to pay for it. Where I think it's where, on what, one Disney, of the, uh, Disney Plus, maybe? Uh, yes, it's on okay. Disney Plus for sure. There you go. You don't have Disney Plus yet? Right. I was, I do. I was just wondering where. Okay. Yeah. Damn, Joe really just called Aaron poor. That's crazy. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I mean, I didn't call her poor. Why would she watch Disney Plus unless her daughter wants to watch Disney Plus? Exactly. She really yeah. isn't into so I didn't like, know she her was attention span isn't that long to sit down and watch a Disney movie. No, yet. you're you see, you're at the point now with her I'm where not you can just to do throw, it either. Yeah, you can just and, throw YouTube kids on the iPad and she's occupied for twenty minutes at Ms. a time. Miss Rachel? Have you guys heard about this lady? No. I know oh, oh, I I've hope heard you her. missed this. What is she on? It's creepy. She has a YouTube channel and there's a lot of creepy much every yeah. every parent puts their kids. She was like a preschool teacher and a speech therapist or something. She's like a millionaire now, but she talked. Hi, kids. It's really annoying, but uh, at least yeah. it's somewhat educational. But it's terrifying. There's some, there's the some creeps. Who, who is it? I think, Chris, you would know. Who is that kid that he's coming? Chris, you know who the creeps are. You know this creep. <laughs> no, this annoying family and this annoying kid. Uh, they, they just send them presents to oh, do like an unwrapping on YouTube. 
There's a kid oh, game. Horvat hates this kid. It's, it's like Horvat's mortal enemy. He's the worst. It sounds and horrible. And it's not his fault. It's the parents' fault. Yes. Oh, it's such a brat. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the kid's like a millionaire, which, which you know, for, for opening presents that was sent I to bet him. He, bet he can afford <laughs> Disney+. Plus. I hate that guy. Punk. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Bomb. speaking of things we hate, Joe, you want to talk about the Lions? Um, Lions, <laughs> Vikings. <laughs> this is one of those games we were talking about it during the break where there are like four or five games that if you look at right. the numbers, they're all in that two and a half to three and a half zone. And it's just a matter of where you can catch the best number. Lions laying three in Minnesota. They get to play the Vikings twice in the final three weeks. They clinched the NFC North with a win or a Seahawks loss in Nashville. I don't know if a visit from the Broncos necessarily fixed uh, Detroit, but it came at just the right time. This one of the uh, two or three most bet sides at BetMGM this week as far as tickets go. Lions minus three, Joe. Hmm. Probably not all that surprising because um... – they are always uh, one of the most popular plays. Here, here's another reason to hate the Lions. If you're looking for one, I don't have to look too far. Uh, the, the report <laughs> yesterday, Ben, jo- ben Johnson is looking for $15 million a year. I mean, the guy hasn't proven anything in the, in the league yet. I don't know how accurate it is. Like his, his agent was out there like, no, 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 this is not true. There are two NFL coaches that are getting more than $15 million a year. But yeah, Ben Johnson, no, no, no I don't think so. Uh, Belichick and Sean Payton. That's the list. <laughs> so I thought that was quite amusing. I don't know. We don't even know if this guy is any sort of a leader, but okay. He's going to get 15 mil. Uh, now look, the Lions can clinch the division with a win. That's all they have to do. They can clinch the division for the first time in 30 years, which is amazing. Amazing. Like there's not that many teams in a division. It could happen for the first time in 30 years. Uh, a lot of sharp money on the Vikings. And I've, I kind of find it surprising. Now, I know divisional matchup, and these teams haven't played yet. We're going to see this game twice in the last three weeks. But, you know, for Goff to be indoors, there was so much money, sharp money on the three, three and a half it was at yesterday, that now some have it at two and a half, which I think is a bit of an extreme reaction. And and it's scary that the public's all on it. But if I'm making a play in this game, I would actually go with the Lions to win and cover this point spread at two and a half. I wouldn't play it at three, but at two and a half, I would play it. Like, look, I've said it a million times. I think the lines are going to look good in the final month playing in controlled environments, climates, and uh, then they're going to stink it up once we get to the postseason. Give me Rams-Lions. Give me McVay against Goff because that's how it would set up right now. I would love to see that. Could not wait to bet on the Rams in that one. Um, But, yeah, no, it's certainly possible. Prop-wise? Hawkinson revenge, maybe 53 and a half is the total. You'd expect uh, Mullins to look for him, uh, plus 187, I see, for an anytime touchdown. But, uh, but yeah, it's, man, so much respected money has come in on the Vikings side. They're, they're really thinking that uh, Goff's not going to be able to handle this blitz, I guess. Um, but I, I think he'll be just fine. Maybe not five touchdowns, no picks like last week. But I expect them to be fine in this road spot. Yeah, so I've been looking at golf, too. Obviously, the Vikings defense, fifth defensively, according to DVOA. 
Uh, his passing prop yardage two two fifty two and a half. It's kind of high. I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. I'm going to stay away. However, you mentioned the five touchdowns. It'll be tough to get that, but five, one, two, 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 two. I mean, I think over one and a half passing touchdowns for Jared Goff is a pretty good look at minus one twenty. Yeah, and I, I just wonder if if Detroit tries to maybe. I don't know. Do they simplify some things? Um, do they lean into Jameer Gibbs? Do they do they look at that as a way to sort of back off this Minnesota defense, keep them from pinning their ears back and coming after Goff? You know, run with a yeah. nice, healthy, balanced attack like I talked about with the Dolphins earlier. I think I think that would go a long like way that. to to yeah. It's it's gonna it's gonna do a lot of things. It, it, does it maybe neutralize the talent differential sure when you when you slow the game down like that but I think in Detroit's case if you know that you've still got better big play potential than the opposition which I think their offense does uh, you don't have to lean into it necessarily to make it happen you just try to keep your quarterback from getting killed I think that's the I think that's the play for 47 and a half seems really low for Gibbs. I get it. The The Vikings defense is really good, but I mean, 100 last week, 66, mm-hmm. 60, 54, 36, 77, 152, 68. I mean, I think he could go over 47 and a half. And look, I, I know this line's defense has been pretty awful since going back to like week seven, but based on what you saw last week, why is there so much trust in Nick Mullins? That That's right. where... Where, where I'm at with this. And, and like, look, there was a connection going on with Jordan Addison. That was an impressive game. He ended up with two, two touchdowns last week, but um, I, I don't know. Some of those picks were ugly. Like when he was laying on his back, just throwing it up there. I'm like, what is this dude doing? Yeah. The, the, Did you the guys scourge? hear Kirk Cousins say he's, he's planning, hoping to come back for Stop. the playoffs Stop. this week? No, no, no. This guy's a moron. Okay. Like not just the playoffs. He said, if we get to the Super Bowl, I'll be right. Get oh. out of here, dude. You're not wow, going that's to the manifestation. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's Kurt. see if your team can make the Look postseason. Look at that positivity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, my guy, Kirk. Effusively positive Kirk Cousins. Good luck with that, bud. Um, if yeah. you're looking for a job next year, though, hey, I know a place with a bunch of yellow seats Steelers? right down the road from here, maybe. Um, Man. <laughs> The, the scourge of backup quarterbacks around the league, though, you're right, Joe, uh, is just personified by Nick Mullins. Uh, in the NFC North, let's keep it there for a minute as the Packers visit Charlotte against the Carolina Panthers. This thing's all over the board. It was at four. It's up to five, even five and a half in some spots. Um, I think I'm good with Green Bay as long as this thing doesn't get to six. I, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not putting the mortgage on it, but like it, the pa- Carolina's a disaster right now. They're just yeah. – I, I don't understand how this took so deep into the week to get bed up to the spot where it's at now, like I said, five and a half in some places. Well, as always, we don't know which Packers are going to play. I mean, that's a big part right. of it. Once again, Christian Watson's not practicing. Another receiver, Jaden Reed, hasn't been practicing this week. Uh, Luke Musgrave not practicing yesterday. There's three weapons on the outside for them. Uh, Dylan's been limited. I guess good news for him is Jair Alexander's been limited. That, that guy's on the injury report every week. You never know if he's going to be a go. And uh, he's at least starting to practice this week. I went into the week thinking, all right, look, I'm not, I'm not backing Jordan Love laying more than a field goal on the road. Like, can I make a case for the Panthers? 
And just based on the information that we have thus far, I can't because it's looking like an illness is going through this locker room now. They're probably going to miss four starters on defense. Brian Burns hasn't been practicing. Another linebacker, Marquise Haynes, hasn't been practicing. Uh, Xavier Woods finally uh, limited form yesterday. But, I mean, this is a, a putrid offense in the Panthers. And it's not a great defense. They're terrible against the run. And now they're missing a lot of starters. So that concerns me. Um, I can't back them in this spot with all those dudes missing. And I can't back Jordan Love with that number of five, five and a half on the road. I'm not going to get there. What I'm looking at is uh, Chuba Hubbard. I mean, no matter what, no matter what the game flow is, he is getting all the volume for Carolina. 74 touches in the last three games. So that's where I'm looking. His prop, 68 and a half. Um, probably rushing attempts for me, guys. 16 and a half rushing attempts. Uh, I would go over with the, uh, the the number of looks that Hubbard's getting. He's the clear-cut guy. I like that Chuba Hubbard look. I the only thing that has me worried is they get down early and start and for you know decide to throw the ball all over the place. It, right. If, if it's if it's a if it's a one score game as I think it probably should be most of the afternoon, I think that's different, Aaron. But yeah, the the Chuba Hubbard look is a good one on the rushing props as long as Carolina doesn't get down big early. Listen, I can't stand Joe Barry. I can't believe he still has a job, but I still like the Packers in this situation. The Panthers are terrible. I mean, even at four and a half, five, I'd yeah. still be willing to back um, this Packers team. I just don't think I, there's just no way I could get my head around backing the Panthers in any shape or form. So it would just be Jordan Love and the Packers are nothing for me here. Bears need uh, the Packers to help them out and beat up Carolina. You can't be having Carolina with back-to-back wins here for that number one pick. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's going to be an interesting spot. Speaking of the Bears, make sense of them for me, Joe. Uh, They've they've won three of their last five, hosting Arizona this weekend. The fifth-best run offense in the league, although you don't have like a bell cow. You've got running back by committee and Justin Fields. And Arizona, the second-worst run defense in the league, gave up 228 to the Rams a few weeks ago and less than 130, I think, just once in the last month, month and a half. Um, I, I I like the Bears in this spot, but I just can't get on it at, at minus four. That's the pro- Yeah, you like the Bears to win, but you don't want to lay four <laughs> yeah. points, right? Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense with a team that can't close out a game to save their lives. And that's why Eberflus is probably going to be fired at the end of the year. Like, they're competing in games. They show you they're not as awful as many people thought to start the season. Um, His defense is creating turnovers. He's running that defense. And Justin Fields has been all right. You know, when they target DJ Moore, they do have success offensively. And defensively, they're great against the run. Like there are a bunch of metrics that for much of the season could suggest that they're they're the best or at the very least a top three run defense. So James Conner probably mm-hmm. not going to have his way uh with this Bears defense. But yeah, I I can't get there with that number of four. They'll probably win, but a team that can't close out games and I'm gonna lay four points with them. Uh, no, uh, fascinating that they are going for a three game home winning streak because they've been so awful at Soldier Field uh, for a number of years. What I'm looking at in this game is Trey McBride 
props. The Bears have struggled against tight ends. He has 64 targets over the last seven games, a couple 100-yard games in there. So I expect uh, McBride to have a pretty good day. Uh, Kyler's been targeting him a ton. His prop 59 and a half, and Joku went off against the Bears defense last week. Question, the whole narrative of, you know, Justin Fields trying to prove himself, he's running out of time, right? Could you, would you look at him going over his props just because he's got a lot to prove, whether it's with the Bears or anywhere else that he might try to get a job? I would certainly look at the rushing prop for Fields. No doubt about that. It's BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack in for Eddie Gross alongside Joe and Aaron. Coming up next. The other game of the week, Niners-Ravens, plus the Battle of Jersey starts for second time, or excuse me, the first of two times in three weeks, the Giants and Eagles will meet. What do we make of that one? Coming up next on BetQL Daily. Hey, it's Ken Barkley from You Better You Bet. Just want to say thank you for all your support this past year. We hope you enjoyed the wagertainment and that your stockings are filled with plenty of holiday winners. Happy holidays from all of us here at the BetQL Network. Back in for Ed Egros alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. It is BetQL Daily, live inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it today. And then wherever you're going for this holiday, you take us with you. Or you can just uh, relax. Maybe you got everything wrapped already. Oh, really? You think you're so smug with all your presents bought and wrapped already? You think you're better than me, huh? Look at you, huh? Yeah, come on. I got Aaron. I got nothing. I'm t- you still shop? I'm done. Let's say I got Mario's done shopping. That's not I ain't we're done. Every, everything's bought, just nothing wrapped. You're done already, Aaron? Everything okay. done? I was dreading it because like I really didn't want to wrap, but I feel like it takes the fun out of it if you just do uh tissue and bags like for In a little bag. kid. Like yeah. they want to open. Yeah. So yeah, I knocked it out this week and I hid all the presents in my closet and had the closet. Uh, open as I was getting ready and picking out oh, no. what to wear. And she saw some stuff. I was like, Ugh. trying to get her out of there. Like, no, no, no. So, this yeah. child is better at finding presents ahead of time. I tell you. I mean. She's probably open 50% of it. Maybe that's the strategy. You find them and open them. So then I what? can buy more because now. <laughs> Wait, how'd she, no wonder... how'd she open them? Because I like they're in Amazon boxes or. Or she found the the wrapped uh, no the, the ones that she found some that were unwrapped so that's what motivated me to start wrapping and then hide uh, them but uh, I didn't know she would be so excited to open them so she saw ones that were wrapped also and kept telling me open 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 I was like okay I'm just gonna give into this so she's open wow sounds like you got to get a little better at hiding Hawk I'm not gonna lie to you here <laughs> yeah. yeah I yeah. do like at this stage I think I underestimated like, on a her shelf. This year. It's not happening on a shelf. You're clear right now. Like, yeah, yeah. 
It's on a shelf, but she floor. looked up and saw all the all the rat presents this morning and like this little tiara that I didn't wrap that I was gonna put in her stocking. And so she was like insisting on getting whatever was in my closet and wouldn't let it go. <laughs> yeah. Well, a special <laughs> gift under the tree for us to unwrap Monday night. Ravens Niners. How you like yes, that for a segue? We'll go. get to it in a minute. Something that's happened just twice. Uh, in the last 53 years in the NFL. We'll explain it to you in just a moment. But this, it's being played on Christmas Day, but this is a game that was made for Christmas Eve and the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Giants, Eagles, the battle for Jersey with Tommy Cutlets going down to South Philly. Come on. What are we doing? I got my goal. Um, is, is Philly by 13 and a half? Good Lord, that number. But here's the thing, Philly's defense is a disaster. Like when you forget to start a sauce and it sticks to the pot, you can't start a gravy. That's all I asked you to do was sit there and start a gravy. And 13 and a half, Joe, convince me that I should not in a million years lean in on 13 and a half because I just don't trust Philly's defense and Matt Patricia is not fixing anything. I'm sorry. You can put all the pencils behind your ear you want. That's not fixing anything with Philly's defense. Yeah, this is too much, man. 13. This is kind of outrageous. Now I know that outside of Drew Locke, that the teams that they lost to during this three-game losing streak. How'd that march go, by the way? Any any reports on that? I know Philadelphia was having a march because they were very upset about the three-game losing streak. I don't know if uh, there was anything there. Um, look, DeVito had a rough time last week. It was pathetic against the Saints defense. That's the Saints defense. Remember, when DeVito went against soft secondaries like, oh, I don't know, Washington, right there with Philly as one of the bottom secondaries he had three touchdowns like i'm not saying he's great he sucked in college i watched him at illinois like he was terrible like, that's why this you watch your mouth mania. sir oh he was so bad and you know it like you were celebrating when he was gone but it's just I, 13 based on this based on the hurts regression that we've seen and he's not right there are a lot of things popping up and it's the secondary and it's the lack of a run game that we're seeing that's why they were so dominant with that offensive line it's like what is their run game without the tush push this season i'm not seeing it 13 in divisional matchup that's too many for me so yeah i'm certainly looking at that i mean like and come on like we've got to uh we addressed it a little bit yesterday, Chris Mack, but Boston Scott against the Giants, like they're going to find a way. They always find a way to make sure he gets into the end zone. 11 touchdowns in nine career games. I saw yesterday, Scott, for an anytime touchdown. It was 5-1. to one. That's already down to plus 350. I wow. see at BetMGM, he's going to score a touchdown. They're going to make sure of it. Listen, I know Tommy DeVito already dropped his appearance fees and did that appearance for free, but good that, man. Good he man. might not even get requests anymore. I think it was a cute story, a nice little run, but the Eagles might just blow the Giants out here. I mean, they have been struggling. They have to get right, exercise some of those demons. I'm going to go ahead and lay it with the Eagles. It's gross because wow. it's a division matchup. I know it's a lot of points. It seems like yesterday it was 10 and a half, wasn't it? Well, how did right. we get to 13 and a half already? It was 10, this is insane. It was 10 and a half on the look ahead. Yeah. And yeah. this is too many. 
man, it's crazy. It really. I is. just wonder. Could it, I wonder. It could, if I could the, see like a twenty-eight ten final, something like that. Yeah, I wonder if the Eagles have the wherewithal to just kind of, you know, this is a time of year where, and I don't. What game were we talking about earlier? It may have been. Um, it, it may have been Kansas City. Um, there's a couple spots this week where I think teams are okay. Detroit teams are have to be okay to lean into winning ugly, like. And if you're the Eagles, this is a good weekend to lean into, you know what, we don't care if it's not pretty. We're going to lean into winning ugly. The Giants can't stop the run. Uh, let's. You mentioned Boston Scott, Joe, but, I mean, let's let's see if we can lean in on DeAndre Swift a little bit this weekend. And, yeah. and, and, again, give our quarterback a chance to breathe a little bit. You know, maybe let him get a little soft reset. It's it's that's not something you should ordinarily think about in a divisional game, but I just think this is a chance for the Eagles to maybe find their sea legs again, steer into yeah. the skid a little bit, get 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 the hands back at ten and two, and find control here. Um, it doesn't have to, it, but that's exactly why I don't like thirteen and a half. This is a hey, let's just let's let's just get out of here, and if we only win by by six, hey, that's okay. We'll take a twenty three seventeen win and. You know, Tommy DeVito does something stupid with the football late in the game, and we get out alive, right? Like, that's that's exactly mm-hmm. what the Eagles need. And that's the kind of game script I would look for, which is why I don't like the 13-and-a-half. And I think if the Eagles try to lean in on the fact that they are just simply that much better than the Giants, that's where things do start to go sideways. Um, I mentioned the Super Bowl preview. You have to talk, You have to call it a Super Bowl preview if you talk about Ravens-Niners. It's only the second time since 1970 – that teams with a share of the best record in the league have met in, I believe it's week 14 or later. This doesn't happen this often, this late in the season when you get two teams this good playing against each other. Ravens getting five and a half on the road in San Francisco, though, in Santa Clara. Um, This is hands down best game of the weekend for me, Joe. Um, Five and a half is as good as San Francisco is, though as many weapons as they have, as much as I think they might be able to score against Baltimore, I think five and a half is still too much for me. I always make fun of Aaron when she brings up Lamar Jackson versus the NFC and how dominant he's been. Uh, But in this specific case, I I think it's legitimate because the the straight up record is always talked about. He's 19 and one, but the ATS record was losing. But, but in this case, they're getting a ton of points. They're getting more than a field goal. We're at five and a half. I've seen it trickle down to five. What? Why is that? Is there something to it? Now, sometimes it's random and he's playing bad teams. Mm-hmm. That That is certainly a bit of it. But they don't see quarterbacks like Lamar much in the NFC. And that, that's why he's had a lot of the success. And now that you're dealing with not only Andrews, now you've got Keaton Mitchell out. Lamar's going to have to lean into that run game a little bit. And he loves to do it against NFC teams. And I think we're going to see it in this matchup. Uh, the Ravens, what, they r- rushed for 250 last week against Jacksonville. I expect to see more of that. Uh, keep an eye out today for that San Francisco injury report. Is Armstead and Hargrave a go? They have not been practicing either of them this week. And we all know that's how you attack San Francisco. You've got to be able to run the ball. I mean, that's what you do. EPA per rush, they're 29th 
in the NFL. The problem is teams fall two, three scores behind, and it's hard to kind of slow the game down, control the tempo, and run the ball against San Francisco when you're down by so so much. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case here. I I expect Baltimore to stick with, with the heavy run approach, and this is way too much. Like, yes, I believe that San Francisco's number one team in the NFL. Everybody does. But is there really a gap of five and a half points between number one and number two? Because that's what the Ravens are. I think this is going to come down to the very end. It's going to be competitive. Ravens might even have a chance to win it outright, Aaron. Give me the five and a half. Mm, enjoy that. Enjoy every bit of that. You always make fun this of This is me. your it's team. Not just about the Lamar. This is your team. It is. But Baltimore's offensive line banged up. Ronnie Stanley, Morgan Moses. Uh, They don't have the offensive weapons. You talked about it with Mark Andrews, Keaton Mitchell. People are dropping like flies. And I think you are going to need an all-out effort to beat this Niners team. And then, oh, by the way, the Niners defense is really good too. So even if Lamar is performing at an MVP level, I think it's going to be tough to score against a San Francisco team that allows the second fewest points per game in the NFL. I like the Niners side. So are you all wow. over the under then too? 47, I think it's at right now. All over the under. This... Yeah, it'll it'll I'm be not. one in the trenches, right? This game. I feel like it could Most go likely. under, but I don't I have don't have a bet on that. It it should be it should be one in the trenches, but I'm just I'm thinking about all the injuries both of you guys mentioned. Like the defensive line for San Francisco, are they totally healthy? The offensive line for Baltimore. Like, does this thing become sort of Lamar just freelancing and, and coming up with offense on the fly like he can do. And is, I don't know, does, I could see the scoreboard going a little pinball on this one. Okay. I could see I could see over 47, the lights going off. Yeah, I, I think I could. We'll get you our lightning bets, our favorite plays, before we wrap things up in a little less than an hour. Our two-minute drill on the way as well. Inside the final hour, Chris Mack in for Ed Egros alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth. Make sure to watch us, twitch.tv slash betql and the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel as well. Seahawks off a big win, vying for a playoff spot against the Titans. And the Broncos, it's a disaster. Sean Payton yelling at Russell Wilson and so much more next on (laughs) BetQL Daily.